Now he took uh, he took my intro, so uh, it's it, that's all right. So that that's the, no, that's fine. So now it's going to be um, about ten minutes shorter. So, um. <laughs> uh, like you said, uh, I'm I'm Brett Williams. Uh, been married to my wife for twenty two years. Um, been on staff for two years. We have three kids: twenty uh, three year old son, sixteen year old daughter, and a thirteen year old daughter. So. Um, I'm just, uh, I, I just thank Bill for giving me this opportunity uh, to talk to you guys today. If you recall last semester, uh, whenever I got to teach, uh, those of you who uh, missed it, uh, you can catch any of the man challenges on podcast, and uh, I encourage you to go out there and um, listen to those. Uh, but if you recall last semester when I taught, we talked about the five types of friends that every man needs to have, right? Um, it, <clears throat> and if you also recall, I had the, the opportunity to talk about the exciting topic of men and loneliness, right? So um, that, was a, that was a great first teaching that I got to do in public was talk about loneliness. So, <laughs> um, But the five types of friends are the mentor, the wingman, the handyman, the fitness buff, and the comrade. So if you recall... Um, and like I had told you all last semester that um, whenever we started talking about the mentor, I said, hey, I've got a, I got a talk on that that I can do in a much more deep dive um, later on if ever given the opportunity. So today is my opportunity to talk a little bit more about mentorship and what a mentor does and uh, doesn't do. <clears throat> but the guiding verse that I want to use is Proverbs 9.9, instruct the wise and they will be even wiser teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. So many of y'all know King Solomon wrote most of uh, Proverbs. And, you know, sometimes we, you know, look at Proverbs and it's like, hey, these are great teachings, right? This is great wisdom. Um, But what is is he saying on this verse specifically? All right. And for me, what I, from, you know, kind of the research I've done, it's really cut and dry. It is... Um, just to continue learning and teaching others, right? But do it with the heart of um, giving wisdom to other people, right? And and using your own wisdom. <clears throat> so, how how many times have you guys thought to yourself, you know, I really wish I was good at this, or really good at, you know public speaking. I was really good at being a father, husband, really great um, at reading my Bible, maybe conflict resolution. But chances are there's something that every one of us in here are really good at, and there's some things that we wish we were better at. So how do we get better at that stuff, right? How do we, how do we show people um, how we're good at certain things, or how do we get better at, you know, things we aren't so good at. Um, Every one of us has a lesson learned in past lives, right? We all have experiences. We all have knowledge. When we think about that, I I like to think about mentor, right? So when you're a mentor and you're doing mentorship, right, the... um, the thing is to to um, to share your heart, to share 
some life experiences, right? But let's talk about real quick where the word mentor comes from. So as any good word, it comes from the Greek, right? So, and it actually is just a, it's actually just a made-up word, right? It's just a made-up word and a story. If y'all are familiar with uh, Homer, <clears throat> it, um, in the dictionary, the mentor, a mentor is a trusted counselor. If you look at Webster's Dictionary, it's a trusted counselor, guide, tutor, or coach. Now, I know you're thinking, okay, mentor, that sounds a little bit like discipleship, right? So, but it's not, right? So there's a difference between the two. So what is the difference between discipleship and mentorship? And I'll probably spend the bulk of my time on this right here. Okay? The difference is discipleship is spiritually centered. And mentorship is not. <laughs> so um, what, what, I, what I mean there is that uh, mentorship can have a, be spiritually bent, Right? Discipleship is, that is all it is, right? It is about growing you spiritually and you learning spiritually. That's really what discipleship is. Mentorship can be bent towards spiritually led, um, but that's not the sole purpose of uh, mentorship. Let's think about it this way. Mentors are people you see doing something successful. These are people that you want to learn from. Uh, you could learn from a, a mentor many different things. Business, relationships, relationship with Christ. Right? Pretty much anything you can think of, right? Someone can teach you, or you could learn, or you could teach someone else, right? Maybe you know a person who has an amazing marriage, right? A thriving business, or you know, is an incredible father, right? And it's something that, you know, like, you want to learn how to do that. This would be a great opportunity to engage in some type of mentorship-mentee relationship. Now, some of us are fortunate enough to have mentors in our lives, right? Uh, some of us were not so, are not so lucky right now. Sometimes mentors help us, um, guide us through things that help us fail softly, right? Um, and others, we didn't have that, so we learned things the hard way, right? So when done correctly, mentorship can change a person. It can even alter the, a legacy. When I look back on my life um, walking with Christ, I'm able to clearly see now, I wasn't clearly seeing it then, but clearly see now the mentors that God put in my life, but in my mind I didn't call them mentors at the time, right? <clears throat> so mentors bring advice, influence to those whom they offer guidance. In this world today, mentoring is really not talked about much. Um, it's not seen a lot. Some businesses talk about mentorship programs and things like that. Um, I know at um, a, a previous employer, we, we, we had mentors and and um, but that was a that was geared strictly towards 
business environment, right? Uh, an article that was published in 2019. So Terry does maps, I do statistics. So 2019, 76% of people think mentors are important, but only 37% of people currently have one. So three quarters of us in here believe it's important, and a third of us actually currently have a mentor. As I said a little, uh, earlier, mentors have all different backgrounds and seasons of life. God places these mentors in your life at the exact moment that you need them, and maybe you don't realize you need them. Right? It could simply look like a friendship or a family member that's reaching out to you, and it's like, hey, this, this guy is, or has reached out to me every week now um, to t ask me about this, right? Or I seem to go watch football at this guy's house quite a bit, right? I wonder why. It could be because you just really like watching football together. But you could be learning something from him too. So why do we need a mentor or a mentee? Especially in this day and age when anything you could ever want to look at or look for or learn, you can find on the Internet, right? You just do a quick Google search. Oh, that's how you do it, right? Oh, I won't do that again. We'll do it this way next time, right? But there's just something raw about meeting with another man face-to-face, -face, sitting down, having coffee, having lunch, talking through um, different struggles, maybe, or um, understanding the pain or the successes and the blessings that this person went through and how you might be able to um, glean some experience from that. You know, just like Proverbs tells us, right? Instruct the wise, and they become wiser, right? Now, my wife and I, I got a, a few mentoring stories I want to share with you. So my wife and I got started with kids really young. And when I say really young, I mean really young. <laughs> my son is older now than I was whenever we had him, right? So... I could tell you right now, the cards were dealt against us, we felt, in the very beginning. <clears throat> My wife was in high school. I was fresh in the Marine Corps. And I don't know what the statistics are on that, but I know it's really high divorce rate and high rate that the father is not in that person's life anymore. Uh, <clears throat> but my wife and I refused to be the statistic, right? We refused to give up on our marriage and it was truly it truly is all because of God right but it's because God placed mentors in my life at a early married age that um, helped us sustain to sustain that so this year we'll be married 22 years and um, our son is 23 it was beautiful whenever he was 10 years old and we were talking about our um, where we were going to go on our 10-year um, anniversary. He was, he's such a smart, he was smart, he's a smart guy now too, but he was so smart, he was like, wait a second. Okay, you're celebrating 10 years 
I'm already 10. And it was just seeing his mind work. He was like, wait a sec. I thought y'all were supposed to wait until you got married. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Don't do it the way we did it, right? It, you know, um, God has a better blessing for you. <laughs> so, uh, so, so why do I tell you this story about, you know, my life and, and why um, we got started so early and things like that? It's because I was a blank canvas, right? Um, you know, I, I was looking for someone to believe in me and mentor me. Right. Yes, I had a dad. Yes, you know, he was great. Um, you know, our relationship wasn't the best, but, you know, he also had another family as well that he was um, trying to father, right, and trying to, to be there for. So I was already grown, and uh, he figured I, I can do it on my own, right? So, <clears throat> but I was, a, I was a blank canvas. I was just looking for someone to mentor me, right? And mentoring doesn't have to be formal, right? It could be as simple as an invite to lunch or dinner after church, just hanging out, watching football. Uh, my wife's granddad, whenever he was alive, uh, he lived to 105, 104. I mean, he was always really sharp-minded, right? Uh, they, would, they, they saw a need in my wife and I, and so... Most Sundays, they would invite us over, and we would, you know, I, I use air quotes, they would take us to dinner, right? And it was more, they wanted to get out, right? They wanted to go have dinner, right? Or they wanted us to, you know, bring it in and, you know, eat at, eat at the house. But it, was, it, it never failed. Um, his, her granddad would always pull me to the side, and he would talk to me, right? And he would... He would talk to me about adventure, right, about following dreams. This man had an amazing, adventurous life, right? He talked to me about what it meant to be a man of the house, right, what, you know, and the, the privilege and honor it is to take care of your um, wife and kids, right? And I, and I look back now, and I realize this whole time he was mentoring me, right, so several months later, I'm, I'm realizing, you know what? My wife has made a comment. You're, you're becoming a better father, right? You're becoming a better husband, right? What are you doing differently? What's going on, right? A couple of things, right? I, I found Christ, right? I had God in my life, but I also had this amazing mentor and um, imparting wisdom into me, right? <clears throat> Now, let me, let me make sure you understand that I, I wasn't perfect, I'm still not perfect, and I'm still learning, and I hope each of you will continue, you continue to learn as well. Um, but I'm able to see the influence that this man had in my life um, as I look back with my walk with Christ. Finding mentors does not need to be difficult. It doesn't have to be, right? What you do is just look at the circle of friends you have, the people you know, people you work with, even if it's an under, another industry, right? There's uh, conferences, there's, there's church gatherings, there's all types of places to find uh, and, and build relationships and find mentors. You know, if, all you have to do is, if you see someone doing something that you really want to get good at, all you have to do is, is ask, right? 
Which leads me to this right here. Don't ever let the fear of rejection stand in the way of asking someone to be your mentor. No matter their position in business or life, the answer will always be no if you don't ask, right? Ask my kids this. To this day, they've heard it probably a thousand times each. I always tell them the answer is no if you don't ask, right? Some of y'all have maybe seen the movie, uh, We Bought a Zoo, right? Benjamin Me. Sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery. And I promise you, something great will come of it, right? So my next story has a little bit of that in it. And um, one of my first business mentors was uh, the... He was a senior VP and executive counsel um, at a Fortune 500 oil and gas company. Now, I've been IT uh, for 20-something years, and I kind of cut my teeth at this company, right, in IT support. And one day I received a ticket for this VP. Um, He was having some kind of computer issues, and... I grabbed the ticket, walked up to the, uh, to the uh, executive floor. Now, I know some of you that even if you are an executive now, you realize before you were an executive, it's a little nerve-wracking when you're walking on the executive floor, right? There's just something about the, the stigma or something about that, right? So think me, 23, 24-year-old, that I'm sitting there and I'm, Nervous as can be as I'm walking on this because it's like, okay, can I fix the issue? Can I not fix the issue? Am I going to look like an idiot, right, not knowing what I'm doing? And so I remember as I'm walking, I was like, you know what? As I'm looking around at all these executives in their offices, right, I'm like, I wonder what it takes, really truly takes to get here. And so as I stood in the doorway of this VP, I uh, thought to myself, I'm going to ask him to lunch. Now, I know that sounds insane, right? Because here he is way up here, and here I am an entry-level IT guy, right? But I looked at him. I started working on his computer, and I just said, hey, could I buy you lunch sometime? And I was fully expecting, you know, nice try. No, I don't have time for that. And he looked at me, and he just big grin on his face. He goes, uh, you are the first person that's asked me that. And he goes, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And I told him, I said, I just want to know, how did you get to where you got, right? How did you get here? What's your story? What's your journey? And I didn't realize the next step because I had already thought he was going to say no. So I didn't even think. He said yes, and I was like, oh. And I know at the time I wasn't further along in my walk with Christ, and there was other words going through my mind, right? But I still was thinking, oh, man, what am I going to do? How do I go? Where do I take this guy? Where do we go to lunch, right? Um, Because I know he doesn't want to go to Taco Bell, which was what my budget was, right? So. So during these lunch meetings, we just... 
you know, after the, the, the first one we, we, we talked, um, I got to ask him, you know, uh, just a little bit about his story. Uh, we had a great time. We laughed a lot. Uh, he was absolutely shocked that I had the courage to ask him, which is one of the reasons he said yes, all right? And when we finished lunch, he refused to let me pay, uh, which I uh, w- thought was uh, amazing um, at the time. And I asked, hey, can we meet again? And he was said, absolutely. He goes, let's do it every three weeks. So every three weeks, this guy asked me to go to lunch every three weeks. And during these meetings, we would talk about careers. We would talk about church. We would talk about family. I got to know about his family. He got to know about my family, right? I learned so much from that guy around business, right? leadership, always being prepared. One of the biggest advices he gave to me was that in any meeting, make sure that you are 100% prepared before you walk in the door or cancel the meeting. Right? So as we got meeting for about six months, He looked at me and he goes, hey, have you ever considered going to law school? And I said, yeah, no, I don't have the grades for that, right? And he goes, hear me out, hear me out. Would you go to law school if you could? And I said, you know, yeah, I'd I'd have to talk to my wife, you know. I also have a, you know, four-year-old son or five-year-old son at the time, so we have, you know, we have to, there's things we have to talk about. It. I wish I could have done it on a whim, right? And that is, in that moment is when he taught me the very powerful lesson of networking. It turns out that his closest friend and fraternity brother was the dean of law at Texas A&M, right? And he said to me, if you and your family are willing to pack up and move to Texas to go to law school, I don't care what your grades are. I don't care what your GPA is. We'll, go, we'll get you into law school. I'll help, we'll help with scholarships. We'll help with finding your work, whatever. All right. I didn't take it, right? It just, I didn't feel like that's where God was leading me at that time, right? You know, I'm sure one day I might look back and be like, oh, man, that was an opportunity. You missed it. And God said, I had the door wide open for you. You didn't step through, you know, but no. I just didn't feel that's where I was supposed to go. So I didn't take it. But the lesson there was that he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, right? So mentors see the best in you and want the best for you. In every stage of life, we need to be looking for mentors and mentees. Whether you think you know it all or whether you don't know anything, you need to be looking for a mentor or mentee because every one of us has a story to share, right? Every Timothy needs a Paul. Every Paul needs a Timothy, right? Mentorship is about making others around us better, better husbands, wives, students, 
mothers, fathers, leaders, managers, employees, friends, better Christians. Right? Proverbs 13.20 reminds us, walk in the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get into trouble. Right. <clears throat> My next uh, mentor was a guy, again, I, you know, I look back and, I, and like I said before, God has really shown me the, the mentors in my life, and um, this guy was, is really high up in his uh, uh, organization, right? And I knew his family, but I did not know him very well, right? I knew um, his family thought that, you know, he and his wife just, you know, hung the moon. They were, you know, could do no wrong. They're you know, I, I saw how their family respected him and his wife, how much they wanted to spend time with him and his wife, how much time he spent with his grandkids, right? And I was like, man, I, I want to be like that. I want my family to be a close-knit family like that. I want, you know, that love. I want to love my family like that, but I want my family to love me like that as well, Right? I want my grandkids, when we have them, hopefully that is another 10 years away, but um, I want my grandkids to see that in their, in their granddad, right? And so I asked for his uh, phone number uh, to text him to see if we could set up a meeting, and he took the mentorship to a whole new level, right? He was... Absolutely, we'll meet once a week for six months, and he had accountability with me, right? He, had, he brought a folder with him, and he had my name on it, and inside, he was taking notes. He was like, did he, did he do what he said he was going to do? Did he, he was on it, right? And each week, he had a challenge for me, right? He was prepared. So every week, he had something for me. You know, hey, you need to spend so much time with your family, right? You need to talk blessings over your family, right? He had reading, that, different readings he wanted me to do, um, different scriptures that he wanted me to read. He asked me to find a scripture that spoke to me, right? Now, he gave me some, some suggestions because he knew kind of what I was dealing with in my life at that time. And I will never forget, you know, Matthew six thirty three is what he gave me, and that's been my life first, right? <clears throat> so he would have me setting goals, like just not just regular old goals, right? He was setting spiritual goals. We were setting workout goals, right? We were setting family goals. And... At the time, I wasn't a very mature mentee, right? So I kind of missed this huge blessing that this guy was mentoring me. And um, I don't want to say I took advantage of it, but life got really busy, right? Life got busy at work. Kids' sports got really crazy. And so I stopped making it a huge priority to meet with this guy, um, once a week, and slowly it just fizzled out. You know, we still talk from time to time, 
but that mentor relationship is not there anymore. But I will never forget the lessons that he, sh he shared with me and he taught me. Right? So men mentors come from all walks of life, right? In every stage of life, we need to be looking for mentors and mentors, mentees. You've heard me say it several times. Each of you have knowledge and experiences to share. <clears throat> and that each of you come from different walks of life and no one's story is the same. So here's just some guidelines that I like to use. Take what you want of them, right? Make them your own. But here's some things that I've learned through mentoring people and mentoring um, and being a mentee, right? First one as a mentee, don't ever, ever let the fear of rejection hold you back, right? Be on time. I learned that one the hard way, right? Keep your schedule, be on time. Come prepared with questions, whatever homework they, that they ask you to do, readings they ask you to have that completed, right? Because this mentor is investing in you, right? In this day and age, you've got to turn off your phones. Yeah, I really didn't have that problem, you know, 20 years ago, right? But now phones can be distracting, right? So turn off your phones and really soak in the moment where you are learn everything you can. Also, be respectful, be humble. Right? That's very important. Now, for mentors, before you answer, yes, I will mentor you, right? think of a couple of things. Right? One, don't be a quick no. Right? Think about the courage that it took for that person to ask you, who saw something in you that, you, that he wanted to learn from you. Right? So before you answer, think about the courage it took for that person to come to you and ask that question. Right? And then also before you say yes, make sure that you have the time to put forth the effort into this mentorship, right? Ask yourself, what can I do to help guide this mentee and help him discover God's will for him? Once it's been established, what y'all are going to talk about, how you're going to help, right? You both need to come to the meeting prepared, right? If you're not prepared, cancel the meeting reschedule it, but always be prepared for the meeting. Challenge your mentee, but do it with grace, right? Have grace if they slip up or if they're not 100% prepared and help them learn. Uh, I like to set start and end dates. Some people don't, but I like to start do start and end dates. Right? And you can use whatever start and end date y'all want to do. Um, I use six weeks if you're going to meet weekly. Uh, and, and, and that just gives you 
the opportunity to reassess. Is this mentee really engaged? Is this mentee really wanting to learn, right? Or have I taught them everything I can for right now, right? That way you don't feel like you're, it's drug out for a year, right? All you have to, just up front, hey, let's, let's do this for three weeks. Let's do this for six weeks, whatever, whatever it looks like. <clears throat> Mentors, be respectful, be humble. But also, be open for God to flip the script on you, okay? And what I mean there is this is something that I just recently learned, right? So, quick story. A pastor here had asked me to mentor a guy. So I set up a coffee time, and I, we come from similar backgrounds, right? Oil and gas, energy sector, you know, laid off. I was laid off, so let's go have a conversation, asked if I'd mentor him. So I go and have this coffee, and the whole time I'm in my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be prepared, right, kind of find out what, it, what I'm supposed to teach him or what, what I'm supposed to do. And this whole time, as he's talking to me, right, I'm like, wait a second, God, what's going on here? I'm supposed to be mentoring him. And the whole time, he was imparting wisdom on me. He was mentoring me. So when I left there, I didn't add anything to him, but he added so much to me, right? So always be prepared and embrace it. If, if God wants, it to, wants to do that and flip the script, that's great, right? There's something you're supposed to learn there, okay? <clears throat> So now before we go into our, our, our table uh, discussions, I want to leave you with this quote from Tony Dungy, um, The Mentor Leader. Fantastic book if you haven't read it, right? Being a mentor leader is about building character into the lives of others, molding and teaching attitudes and behaviors, and creating a constructive legacy to pass on. Because that's, that's what we want to do, right? We want to pass on. Our, our legacy, right? And that's what we do as we mentor. And we improve our legacy when we're a mentee. Right? I appreciate you guys. Um, I'll call it at 745. Actually, Michael will call it at 745. Thank you.